and whatever. Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com. As you can see, the shit-talking has already started because John Carney is back, <laughs> and it wouldn't be a Smokin' Tobacco Show without John uh talking over the intro which is fine it's it's what makes it feel like home uh but john carney is back on a regular programming show tonight nicole is uh off on the sideline as she had uh she had some other business she had to take care of but john is here as we welcome on our guest tonight it's our first espinoza show very exciting we have the man the myth and the legend uh hector alfonso of espinoza <laughs> <laughs> Well, le- legend in his man, myth, and legend in his own mind, Jack Toronto. But no, we have extra Alfonso. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you for coming on. Um, you know, Espinosa is—it's uh, a popular brand. It's a bigger brand, but it's a brand that just the smoking tobacco show. I don't know. We hadn't really done anything with yet, and I re- and I, re- I reached out to you guys, and I was like, hey, like this is the year. Like I need to get in tight with Espinosa. I want you guys on the show. Like. Like we got to make this happen. So I was really happy when you agreed to come on the show. We're really happy to have you here. Uh, we're really happy to have John. John's back. He's back on the show. Daddy's home. Right, John? Daddy's home. He's got his shirt on. <laughs> bro. 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 <laughs> why, why isn't there a bro cigar? Why doesn't that exist? Is it trademark? Does somebody have a trademark on bro? Yeah, yeah. We uh so we're getting some feedback from the audience. Uh they can't hear Hector. There's no audio on Hector. We can hear Hector. Um so I don't think he's muted, but we definitely have no audio from him, which is strange. Oh man, that's that's brutal because we literally just had a great conversation I know. about bro. I it was know. a great start. I was I was just gonna ask. That's but so everyone's strange. smoking, so let's let's test. I guess we can test to see if you're still uh, if people are still here. So so try talking. Yeah. Yeah, we we can all hear each other. It's just yeah. not on the broadcast. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, and and on my end, if I can hear you, usually you're fine. That means you're not muted. As long as I can hear you, your audio is coming through. So you should be going on the broadcast. So I don't know what that is. That could be. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm still getting a no on Hector's audio. From the audience. This I'm jumping in on my end here. To... You see, John, this is what happens every single time Nicole's not on the show. She She's in the house this time, okay? She's in the house, but she's not here, and there's an issue. All right, Hector. Tell us what you're smoking, Hector. That'll give us a chance to test on uh, if you turn up. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. I just watched it. He's like every few every few words pop through on or but um I don't know what I'm smoking. I grabbed something random here from my bag. I have a bag of cigars that I brought back from TAA. Uh, which is one of the few events as a manufacturer that you actually bring back not just your own cigars, you get to try a bunch of different stuff, so it was kind of fun. And then uh Matthew, what are you smoking? Uh, I am smoking the Knuckle Sandwich Habano um, right here. The Toro. 
fantastic cigar. I had the uh, I had the Maduro when I was down at the Great Smoke. Uh, my good friend Garrett Robertson gave me one, um, and it was delicious. It was fantastic. So now I'm trying the Habano for the first time. Uh, pretty good. A lot of pepper up front. It's a nice flavor right in the back of your right in the like right in your throat, the back of your tongue. A lot of yeah. Yeah, it's it, it it is it is delicious. I think I I can't really say yet because I I'm not too far into the cigar, but um the Maduro was really good. I really liked the Maduro. That one was Yeah, so far it it's it's so early, but like I'm like all right, Maduro's still my favorite, but we'll see how it goes. Um uh, but they're both really good. Uh the draw the draw was great. Um the cold draw was great. Burn line so far is really nice. Like that pepper right up front. It's a nice flavor. Um, it's uh, it, it's just it's a fantastic cigar so far. Good, great, great roll on it too. Uh, not too tight. I'm 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 just I'm over here and I'm like I'm trying to figure out like what's going on with Hector's audio because I hope uh, it would really suck if we do our whole thing and they can't hear what Hector has to say. I mean that's why he's here. <laughs> you know what's well, saying? this is dude. It's April. It's April Fool's Day coming up. So Hector, uh, this is this is the jokes on you. You're like the uh, the Matt Damon of the Jimmy Kimmel show. Like anytime I bring you on. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, folks. It was a great show. Uh, soap of the year. There we go. Uh, it was great. Thank you so much, Hector. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Right. I got All John right. here to to keep the the oh, Hey, somewhere everybody's laughing at everyone. This is actually a really great start to the show though. So, this has been this has been entertaining. <laughs> No All right, problem. We'll see you in a bit, Hector. Thank you. The uh, oh, good. Thank God we got rid of him. Oh wow, he's not even gone three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> You're already throwing the daggers. That's not even right. No, man. Hector's a great guy. Great he guy. Is. And uh, it's it's good that we're uh, that we're hopefully get him back here, and the sound works. So, all, all right. right, he's back. Welcome in. back. Let's see if that helped. All right, now I know he's fucking with us. I know he is. <laughs> 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 no, it's great. I loved it. I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, I all right. Let's let's hear from the audience. Let's see if they can hear Hector now. Hopefully they can, because this is we we do we. we well, I mean, we did virtual. have an audience until five minutes ago when they all left, and because uh, <laughs> we couldn't hear anything. They were promised. <laughs> they're still saying nothing. I don't understand. Like, what could this be? This has never happened to us before. We can hear him too. Oh, dude, should we call him? I don't know what she did. I don't know what she did. This I don't even know what to do. This has never happened to us. John, do you have any idea why? Like, we can hear him just fine, but they can't hear him. Is it on our end? 
Oh, sorry, I was muted. Um, if oh wow, if you if you text me if you text me, um, Nicole's Apple ID, I can do a share screen and come in and try to troubleshoot a little bit on my end uh, uh, while we're actively um, doing the show. Okay, uh, let me see. Uh, oh man, what a no, what a mess. no, Apple. You can actually plug in. You plug in the screen name, and it gives them access. So what it'll do is pop up, and I can, I can operate, um, I can operate her desktop for a short period of time. The one that she's logged on with. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, so I, I, since. Since we can't hear anybody, Hector, who's your least favorite person in the cigar industry? Oh, I know. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know and they won't. <laughs> and you know what? They don't even know what you're saying. I can't stand that guy either. Oh, my God. He's annoying. Why would you Why would you throw Jack Taranio under the bus? He's an Espinosa guy. <laughs> oh man all right now nicole's back she's gonna try and troubleshoot this all right so we hear him just fine john hears him i hear him we can hear all hear each other but they keep saying they can't hear hector and he she can't hear you um but she uh but he logged out came back i don't understand what, like we've never had this happen before there's not like a setting on here that mutes him specifically right yeah there could be. I don't know what it. Is. Yeah, she said yeah, but he his audio's live. Hector, give me a little something, something. Yeah. So, I think we figured it out, John. It has something to do with eCam because his Skype audio is not registering, so we can hear him, but on eCam it's not registering his audio. We may have to restart the whole thing. Oh boy. Well, we're gonna restart. We're gonna restart the whole thing. Well, well, hold up. If we're gonna restart the whole thing, hold up. If we're gonna restart the whole thing, we might as well do like credits at the end of the show, so we can make this like, you know, like a a blooper reel or something, you know, along the line. Because this was, you know, there was some content here. There was. I know we can we can salvage some of this. I can cut out the crap and we can save the bro cigar conversation. I can do something with that. So, all right. So it is recorded. So final words, final words from Hector. He doesn't have any. He's speechless. Uh, the next smoking tobacco show will be in five minutes. Yeah, uh, five, five minutes. minutes from now, we uh, double double feature today. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Uh, Hector Hector won't be on as our next guest. So hopefully we'll find a guest. But no, no, we'll see you with Hector Alfonso. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Julio. I gotta end we'll this though, Julio guys. Julio Alfonso on with us. So here we go. Let's wrap it up. All right. It's okay. We got time. We got time. I'm a veteran of these things. We're good. We're good. <laughs> well, we're we're live again. There was no intro this time because I didn't want to. Oh, we're live. So then I should I probably. I just yeah. did it. So okay. don't worry. But we are I as of right this second. We are. This. Um, all right. Now, I, see, here's the only thing that sucks, though, is just like I have to. First of all, I have so many pop-ups on Facebook that need to go away so that I can change. Uh -huh. Okay. And I got to be able to reshare this again. So. With oh, we're live, so then I should I probably just yeah. did it. And you can hear my audio.
I just tested myself. You can hear my audio. Yep. Okay. Listen, if we can't hear John's, that's fine. <laughs> you know what? Would have been a boring conversation anyway. Just kidding. Nah, I, I, John, John's a funny guy. I don't know him as well as I wish I did. I don't see him because he's in sales and I'm not really in sales. So I don't think John's coming back with us. Um, he, okay. he said to run the show without him. I don't know what happened. His echo was pretty bad, though. So we... We re- Why don't you give him the, the Ecamm live interview like you gave me? I did. No, I did. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, because the, the only way for that to work is if you did it, he had to do it too because then you would, guys would oh, be okay. able to hear each other. Um, so I, so then, of, of course, once he switched over, then he had issues and you were fine. It's, uh, you know, it's, it seems to be like that's how it always works. Um, but, you know, if you were watching with us before, I, I apologize for the delay um, for whatever reason. Uh, the technical gods decided to rain on our parade today um, and let us know that, hey, you're not going to get it through this show without having some some issues. We had some audio issues with Hector, and now John's echo is to the point where he is just bowing out of the show completely tonight. Uh, and I do apologize. It is unfortunate. Um, you know, and, and to be honest with you, this particular issue I'd never seen before. Uh, oh, it looks like he's calling in. All right, let's see. All right, so Carney has called back in. Let's see what we got here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear I us? Can hear you. I can hear you guys. I can. I, uh, I'm i on my phone, so oh, all right. we go. Well, let's see if that works. Can you guys hear each other? Yes, I can hear them. Yep. All right. Well, le- I think we finally find the right recipe, the whatever, to make this work. The beauty, the, the beauty is we have nine minutes to finish the show. So let's let's get it all in there. we got nine <laughs> We got nine minutes. Uh, I mean, you know, let's go. Go balls to the wall, man. Let's go. So, Hector, what's the most important part about blending cigars? Let's just jump right into Oh, that. my God. Yes, yeah, selling them. Selling them. All right. Thanks for thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it. Thanks for being back on, you know. You know selling them, bro. Selling them. Well, so first of all, so the whole show has been has been totally messed up. But, you know, I'll, I'll try to get this on more of a fun note to, to kick this round two off with. Listen, I don't want to be that guy, Matt, but you know the, the show just started, so you know some, you know, we're possible other things could happen. But go ahead. That's true. That's true. So, well, when it comes to Espinosa, um, you know, the biggest thing that most happened recently was last week you had Lozona Palooza. So why don't oh you? Oh my God! For for those who don't know about Lozona Palooza, what's the? How did that start? How long has it been going? And, and kind of what is it? It's our. It was our fifth year. We've done four there at the in the in the warehouse. We did one virtual last year, where I think I, uh, Guy Fieri actually joined us. Uh, where where he broke the story that they were going to do a cigar. Listen, it was the the idea was, how can we thank you know how do we we're a company that was built on social media, so because so as we were both on social media, we have acquired over the years a nice fan base of guys who really like our stuff, who post our stuff, who share our stuff, very creative with their artwork and their pictures and. And their posts. So Eric wanted to invite as the ones that we could remember right off the top, you know, the ones that are the, the most, the ones that post the most. Right. But when we started doing the math, it was like 125, 130, 140 of these guys who post every day. So he wanted to invite them. Uh, we wanted to invite some selected retailers, the ones that we do business with, ones that are lounges. And we also invited some media guys who came to cover it. So that was year one. Year one was maybe, I think we had 140 people at the most. Year two, we had 165, 170. Year three, we had almost 200. Year four came uh, with the pandemic. 
So while we didn't have anybody in the studio, you know, we did a couple of two hour or three hour live shows uh, on Zoom and, and we used Facebook to, to, to project it and broadcast it. And we still had, you know, we had some nice visitors. You know, we had a nice, a, a nice amount of, uh, of viewership. And then this year, what we wanted to do, we, we had planned on doing it in November like we always do. But uh, we live in Florida, and Florida, unfortunately, Florida is the epicenter when it comes to COVID, not because uh, we're more susceptible to any other state in the union. So people in Florida don't give a shit. I mean, John lives in central Florida. I live in southern Florida. And, uh, you know, COVID is, COVID is kind of like a yield sign or a stop sign here in Miami. You kind of might want to stop. You know, you don't, you maybe you don't stop if you run it. People weren't really paying that much attention by this third, you know, by Omicron or whichever it was that came at that time. So we just in in our, in in out of out of our, we just had a genuine concern to bring two hundred people to Miami, to mix to a mixer where you know we could have had one of those, uh, you know, what do you call these things where where everybody starts everybody gets sick. There's a term for that. I can't think of it right bullshit. now. Bullshit, bullshit, or super well, spreader. A super spreader bullshit. I like to combine both of it. One of those bullshit super spreaders. We just didn't, we didn't, you know, we just didn't feel right about it. And we waited till March. And then listen, we, we had a nice turnout. A lot of the regulars couldn't make it because they asked for vacation time in November. It was canceled in November. Hence they couldn't change their vacation time. It was kind of last minute, but we still got a nice turnout. And it's really through two days, two and a half days of you come to the warehouse you smoke cigars. We're going to feed you. We're going to give you cigars. We're going to give you things to drink. We're going to keep you busy with activities. Uh, and then on the last day, we'll have a, a big kind of party where uh, at a nice botanical setting there where people come and they relax. And, and it's nice. I mean, it really is. Eric, Eric really, really goes all out on this event. Uh, everybody loves it. I am in the I am in the minority of loving the event. It's a very tough event for me. Uh, so just a lot of people. You know, I, I did, you know, in my previous career, I'm not a not a big people person. I, I mean, I like people. I like John. You know, I just met you, Matt. You know, I, I don't, there are guys I like. But, you know, 150 of your closest friends is that's a lot for me sometimes. So I oh, have well. managed. I have find I have managed to find my own niche. You know, I also have Jack. who's a great who's a great, uh, you know, he's a great shield for me. You know, he is quite the people person and he loves that and enjoys it. And. I know I'll go back, you know, I'll, I'll walk around every hour. I'll pick a couple of people up, bring them into the office, give them, an, give them something old to smoke, uh, shoot the shit with them for a few, few minutes. That makes them feel good. I feel good. I participated. They got involved. They got to talk to everybody at Espinosa and we move on. My favorite part of Luzona Palooza is that last hour before I know it's over because, you know, I know it's over, man. You know, it's, uh, and, and there's a lot of pressure that goes in putting it together. I mean, you know, you want to have, you got to feed these people. So you got to, you know, you got to make sure that you have good meals for them. Uh, you know, we bring an ice cream truck the first night, you know, it, it, it's all these grownups, how, how they get when they see an ice cream truck. It's actually pretty damn funny. They get, you know, they get really excited, you know, uh, they have the DJ with the music and the people dancing and Eric telling jokes and, and a lot of it, uh, believe it or not, a lot of it are these guys who know each other from these, from these other groups, not just the Lazona group, but other cigar fan pages that they're on. And they, they talk to each other for a couple of years on online and then here they come and they get a chance to meet each other and you should see them. You know, they're sharing cigars and they're they're You know, I guess they call it bombing when they bomb each other with cigars. I'll give you three of these. You give me three of that. And they sit and they talk and they you know, they they develop this 
this cult of Espinosa, you know, and, and, and it's, and it's great. I mean, it's great for the, it's great for the brand. Eric enjoys it. And, you know, I, I think we'll continue doing it until he gets tired of it or until who knows, but the best part of all this, after all this is said and done, we won't have another one until November of 2023. So that's 18 months, you know, got 18 months to, to recuperate and yeah. get ready for the next one. You know, you got plenty of time. So to Hector, you're, you're really well known on the, uh, on the social media side, but tell us a little bit, how did, how did you get involved with Eric and how did it turn into what you do today? Listen, I, uh, I worked for the Miami Dade Police Department for 32 years and about 2008, 2009, when the economy went to shit here in Miami, uh, the mayor balanced the budget, uh, the county's budget on the back of his employees. I mean, you know, I, I was, I, I was making a nice salary and then all of a sudden, uh, overtime was gone. Uh, we were paying more for insurance. I mean, it, the cost of living got a little high, uh, and we weren't making the same amount of money we usually made. Uh, so I took a job at a cigar store, believe it or not. I, for, I was a regular there and the guy, the girl who worked there on weekends quit and he said, Hey, can you work on the weekends? So I worked on the weekends and, uh, I meet Eric, but when I, you know, it's the early days of Facebook, I look on Facebook and I tell him, I said, you know, me and you have a lot of friends that are similar friends. And he says, Oh, it's probably cigar people. I said, no, these are people that I went to high school with. So we sit and talk for a few minutes. Eric grew up a mile and a half from me, but it, you, did you live in, you live, you lived down here for a while, John, right? In Miami. Yeah. It's five years. Yeah. I was downtown. All right. So, but Miami is like most towns, I guess, uh, school boundaries run along, you know, certain parameters. So he, I lived on one side of 47th Avenue in Miami gardens. He lived on the other side. So he went to Carroll city high and I went to American high, but we knew each other from the feet. We knew friends from the feeder schools. So, you know, I'm, I'm working there about a year and a half. And one day he calls me when I'm leaving the station. I said, what are you doing? I said, no, I'm leaving the station. He said, Hey, meet me, meet me by the home Depot off of the, off the turnpike. Well, that's kind of weird. So I meet him there. Then he tells me, all right. I said, I call him. I'm here. Where are you? He goes, all right. Now I want you to drive about a mile and then turn into these blue hair houses. And I remember how they whacked Joe Pesci, bro. I wasn't going out like that. I, I, you know, I'm like, fuck, you know, this is weird as hell. So I get to, I get to this place and he's standing there in front of this empty blue warehouse. And I, I said, well, what's this? And he goes, uh, this is going to be Espinosa cigars. Me and, uh, me and Eddie are no longer, we don't longer have a partnership. And his initial idea was to do a bundle business for his son. That's what I think he wanted to do at first. But after, you know, what happened with, uh, with Eddie and the breakup, uh, he decided to do his own brand. So he asked me to come on board. I had no idea what he wanted me to do. Listen, it was an empty 800 square foot warehouse. We didn't have, we didn't have inventory. We didn't have tobacco. We didn't have cigars. And he said, just come on and we'll figure it out later. And, you know, and for a couple of weeks, it was just an empty warehouse. I'd leave the office and I'd go to the warehouse and I'd sit there. What the hell are we going to do here? You know, <laughs> what's going to happen here, you know? Right. And, uh, and then Eric had to buy back, Eric had to buy back his product from, from one of the online retailers that had, that his product was sold out from under him. Uh, we brought in product and then we found the, uh, we found the guys in Nicaragua with the, with the factory and, we take a trip down there we blend a couple of cigars, but he sees that I really, I, I really like that part of the business. Look, I'm not a salesman. I respect the hell what John, guys like John and Terrence and Jack that go and sit in shops and have to deal with, with retailers because I know, I mean, I'm lucky the retailer at my, at my store is a great retailer. My, my Caribbean guy, he, and, and what makes a great retailer for me is a guy that every 30 days, he's never late. He pays on time and he likes, and he likes bringing in new product and he likes to smoke. 
but I know that there are a lot of retailers out there not not like that, you know, so it's got to be difficult. But I didn't like that part. I like the cigar part. And when we went to Nicaragua, I liked going into the fields and I and I liked sitting in the in the barn and I wanted to go back in there and, and, and look at the tobacco. The smell of ammonia didn't really bother me. I really enjoyed what these guys were doing. And I guess Eric saw that, hey, you know, maybe he has some interest in it. So uh, after our first trip there, we get lucky enough that Abe, uh, Abe asked us to do a, one of his micro blend projects, which we really needed. I mean, we were a very small company. We didn't, you know, we, we were, we were microscopic at the time. I mean, just, we were living off the laurels of what he had done before, but you know, who are you now? What have you done for me lately? So, uh, he tells me, can you go to Nicaragua next month? And I said, yeah, what day are we going? He goes, no, I want you to go. I said, well, what do you want me to do? He goes, look, I, you know what I like. You, I, I like your palate. You have a good palate. You know the kind of cigars I like. Work with Carlos, you know, work with a couple other guys that I met in Nicaragua and come up with some stuff. And I, and I didn't know shit. I mean, I really, I mean, I knew what tasted good, but I was still learning Visa from Lijero, from Seco, from this, from that, from Corollo, from Corollo. I was still learning all this stuff. But what really kind of worked is that I knew what he liked. So if we made a blend, I'd go, no, Eric's not going to like that. So fast forward a couple of days, you know, we're there, we come up with a couple of blends and I come back to Miami and, you know, we, we smoke it, we find a, a blend that we really like and it becomes bunker buster. And then kind of from there, you know, we took gradual baby steps until we really, we kind of really turned the corner. Our very first corner that we turned in this long race, uh, which was Laranja. Laranja kind of really took off for us, uh, ended up on the top 25. Uh, it was the cigar that really kind of, you know, re replaced 601 Blue, which was Eric's big cigar when he was with Yo. That, um, <clears throat> sorry, my throat just got really dry. It's okay, it's okay. At least you can hear me. I know. At least we all can hear each other now. Yeah. Um, which is great. And again, I apologize for the technical difficulties. We Don't worry about it, bro. Show. Forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, you know, it looks like most of the people are starting to make their way back now. Now that they they see that the show well, will go on un uninterrupted. <laughs> and now Hector's technically been a two-time guest. This is his second appearance. That's on true. The show. That's true. That's true. three more. Three more, and I get the green jacket, right? Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah. I <laughs> look uh, at Paul Greco. Never hold their whole story. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say Paul DeGracco's here with us. Never heard the whole story. That was awesome. Um, that's why I. That's why I asked because I don't think a lot of people know how you and Eric ran into each other, the connections you had, um, and and I, I think we tend to forget that a lot. I I know I forget it when I you know when I talk to people about our brand and things. I forget that people don't necessarily always understand that. And it's usually a, it's usually a unique circumstances that that are quite entertaining. And, you know, I think for the general public, like it's a pretty normal interaction that you had with someone that you created this connection with and you already had this connection with, and then you just were in the right place at the right time when he was looking to take things to another direction. Really? You're, you, it's you not hit like it. you applied on like a monster, you know? And no, but you hit it, you hit it, you hit it right on the head. I've always related. I mean, I, when I was, a, I, I'm a big TV guy. I grew up watching TV. I love TV. I used to, I, I, I don't watch as much as I used to, but, there was a show called Night Court. I don't know if you ever guys saw Night Court with the judge. You know, Night Court's awesome. All right, so there's a there's a moment that Dan Larroquette asked him. He goes, "How did you become a judge? You were a hundred, you were hundred and thirty fifth on the list to become a judge." And he says, "I was home when they called. I mean, I answered the phone when he called me. Imagine that had not had I not answered the phone, I'd still be, I'd probably still be on the department. And 
you know, who knows? I'd probably be miserable or, you know, but I'm, I'm happy doing this. And listen, I Matt, you know, I mean, we, like we said, we just met and and I, I, I'm no John a little bit, but I'm I like being the guy. I mean, I like being the guy behind the guy. I'm more comfortable with that. You know, this is Espinosa Cigars. It's his brand. And I work for him and I'm very happy to work for him. And I couldn't be here today on your show and and the other shows that I do and the stuff I do with Jack and the social media stuff had I not had this chance to to break into this great industry. You know, I, 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 I enjoy this industry. I enjoy what we do. And, you know, and, and there are times that I'm a little I'm a little humble that, you know, 10 just 10 years ago. I mean, we've been together 10 years now. Just 10 years ago, we were in a little, little warehouse with no tobacco, not a single box of cigars. And, you know, here we are, you know. So it's a very humbling experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the rise or the, the growth of the business, uh, anytime anyone comes on the show and they tell that story of like whether, you know, how they they, they started with an existing company and they, they came up the ladder or you know, they started the brand from nothing, you know, and they've grown it to what it is today. I mean, it, it, the 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 journey is somewhat the, always the same, but the story is always different. And it's 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 always awesome to hear that story of how, you know, how it did happen and. You know, because everything does, everything starts with nothing, you know. Listen, I, I, I would like to think that I will, when I retire for good, I will, you know, I'll, I'll still be with Eric and I'll be one of those few guys that's only worked in one place. I mean, we talk about it all the time and we go to the show and what's, what do we talk about after the show? Well, this guy went from here to there and then he went, this guy went back to this company and this guy went around. Cigar people are like left-handed relief pitchers. If you can throw strikes, <laughs> if you're left-handed and you can still throw strikes, you can pitch till you're 45, 50 years old. Yeah, it's, you yeah. know, so it's a it's it's a great looks. It's a great business. It's a, it's it really is. Or a knuckleballer. Or a knuckleball. If you can, you know, if you if you can still if you can throw 200 innings, they want somebody's going to watch it. You know what I mean? Absolutely, um, John. I think you're you're also part of that exclusive club because you you've only been with La Florida Dominicana, right? Yeah, eleven years. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I've been fortunate to be in the same place, which is which is rare now. I mean, there, you you look at some of the really strong people in our industry, and you know, that's people that have jumped around, you know, for different circumstances and whatnot. But when you when you get to be in one place for a special, uh, you know, it turns into something real special. Um, you said eleven years here. You've been doing it for ten. It's it's uh, you know, it's it's definitely. It, it, it's definitely a unique thing in any business, especially in cigars. And he said, people, again, I, the left-handed relief pitcher thing was the, one of the best analogies I've ever heard with it. Thank it's you. such a great Thank analogy. It's exactly what it is. It's like, and, and, and if you'd actually pitched on a major league team, it's like somebody's going to give you a shot, um, oh, yeah. whether whether you is deserve that, it or not. <laughs> is that is that Charlie Liebrandt? Yeah, he's 42, man, but he can still throw. He can still throw strikes. Yeah. He's, you know, he's throwing 72 miles an hour, but he's still throwing strikes, you know. And listen, I mean, John, and, and I'm sure John can attest as well, all your hard work. And then, you know, you start, you, you get, you turn that, you know, I, I, I've always called it the corners. You kind of turn a corner or you go over a speed bump, you know, you turn that corner. And then, you know, John, John and his company already achieved that great, you know, that great milestone cigar of the year. I mean, that's, uh, that's something that, you know, I, I mean, I walk into the office sometimes or I'll leave late and I look around and I'm like, how the hell did we get here? I mean, you know, how the hell did we get here? We used to share two desks. We were on top of each other like lab rats. And, you know, now we've got this huge warehouse. I mean, we're, and people know, and people, people want me to sign their cigar box. I'm still like, why would you want me to sign your cigar box? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's, it makes me a little uncomfortable 
I've learned to deal with it. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun, man. I mean, it's, it's a, this is a, this micro world is a lot of fun. John, do you so ever since have to we were talking about, you know, I don't, I don't sign boxes. No, I don't do that. Um, oh, you have, yeah. a, you have a sign contract. You have a signature contract. <laughs> no, I, I don't make the cigars, man. I sell them and represent them. So for me, I, I don't. I have very little to do with actual blending. So it's, um, I, I reserve that for for Lido and and people with the last name Gomez. But you were talking about ratings and whatnot. And Laranja was in the main, you know, the mainstream side of it, outside of the massive social media presence that you said the company's been built off. Laranja was, I believe, the number two or three cigar of the year with Cigar Aficionado. Um, that really was a was a big deal for you all. Um, and that line, you know, is, you know, Knuckle Dragger is a little bit different concept. Uh, you know, you got a celebrity behind it, a guy. Knuckle but that Laranja was Knuckle really Stanley. a Knuckle cigar Stanley. that's a brand that really stood on its own. And to have that type of recognition must have been a big deal for you all and your, your plans going forward. So if you touch on that a little bit. It was. I mean, listen, we, you know, that year, I mean, that year it was we had such a buzz for for Laranja that I almost felt bad for our other releases that year. Because, like I said, they got caught in the jet stream of what Laranja was. I remember telling Eric, hey, we can't give up on these other lines. Just we have to ride this Laranja thing till the end. And at the end of the year, when they when they tabulated their scores, Laranja had like the third or fourth highest score. But if, according to their scoring system, you know, uh, the, between five and fifteen all had the same rating. And I guess they slot them however they decide to slot it. So we ended up actually. I, I would have liked to have been number two or three, but we were we were number thirteen that year. But still, it was a big deal. We were a company that we, we had been around four years now, even though Eric had, you know, his all his, you know, his, uh, actually, we had been around three years. So it was a great it was a great it was a great moment for the company. I always used to joke around. I, I if, if somebody gets the 25th cigar of the year and it's someone that I'm friends with, I always congratulate them on having uh, the worst, best cigar. The worst the best cigar. It's uh, yeah, what yeah. do you call so, the guy who gets yeah. drafted last? What do you call the guy who gets drafted last? Huh? Tom Brady. No, 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 no. The he guy who's really the last pick. Last. The guy who's the last pick in the draft. When the last team makes the last, they have mystery consequential or mystery relevant. You're mystery. It's mystery relevant. You're the the last guy drafted in the draft. It's a, look. It's it's. Uh, Top twenty fives, uh, you know, making the the the, blo- the the list for the other media guys, all of that, all of that is great. I mean, and, and we appreciate all of it. But let me tell you something: the competition, the 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 competition has really gotten tough in the last few years, especially now with COVID. I mean, you know, uh, people, you know, small companies are getting traction, and then obviously, you know, we've been hit with the same bug that all the other companies of our size have with back orders. And if it's not, and if it's not the the cigar. It's the band, and if it's not the band, it's the boxes. It's always something, you know. It's always something, you know. And but like somebody told somebody in the industry told me, look, just be happy you have something. Just be, just be happy you have something. There's Coop. Coop with the Coop with the with the with the saltiness. Yeah, Coop I'll be, is I'll watching. Be, Every I know. cigar company will take a number twenty-five and cigar aficionado over a number one. Uh, well, I I, I wouldn't album. know. I wouldn't know. He hasn't given us a number one yet. I can't say that. I, we, well, you know, another thing that was funny with the with top twenty five list too. It's like if the cigars have similar like number ratings. Mm-hmm. So, like, say you, you mentioned like you know number five through like fifteen. So, like mm-hmm. you know, 
I'd say people like, hey, congratulations on tying for fifth. You know, right. like it was, it's just another joke. If it's someone I'm close with, I, I make those jokes to them. Uh, so I kind of have a fun time with that. But it, it's an honor to be, you mentioned, it's an honor to be on any any list. If any list. It is, a, it is, it is an honor. You, to put your brand on there. And it, and I, and I it think, is really genuine. And to answer, and to answer Coop's, answer Coop's statement a little bit better, it's, it's probably falls on us who work, who work for the other manufacturers to get the point across that all the lists have value, you know, yeah, not absolutely. just the print, just not the print media stuff. Yeah. So. And, and there's, there's definitely, uh, and, and there's a little bit, of, we've talked about this a lot lately, you know, within media, you know, in-house and, you know, with the, the peers of the media, you know, the, the, the cigar of the year thing has really just, uh, it's changed. It's changed so much. I mean, you know, you, you went from, you know, David Garofalo claims to be the first one to do it, but you know, then you have Cigar Aficionado hey, well, who started. Hey, doing yeah, it. he really he, was. He really, but he really was. I he mean, was. He started doing. He started doing that man in the early '90s. Um, you know, if you go into his store and you look at the plaques that he has, I mean, he was doing it in like 1990, um, and then it got, you know, got big in the mid to late '90s. Uh, so you know, he really, you know, really did start doing that type of. The thing in terms of the brands and, and it has it's had such a huge impact on the industry where now there's you know a plethora of, of lists and they're all high quality and yeah it's such a it's such a unique thing that started that's really taken off such, he's, such, he's such always he's it. always he's always saying too he's like you know it's he's like i started it and then like cigar aficionado does it and now that's the only one that anyone oh, they, pays attention oh, to yeah <laughs> they, 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 they ripped them off they ripped them off they you stole know, his they, idea Everybody steals his ideas. You come on, everybody steals his ideas. Well, hey, when you got good when you got good ideas, people are gonna take them. So and and if it's and if it's and if it's a little long ago, nobody remembers. They go, yeah, of course you did. I started that. Oh, yeah, of course. You did. Listen, yeah, listen, yeah. all every we all we listen. At the end of the day, we all I think we all just want to have a really well received cigar. I mean, you know, there are some cigars that don't make lists. Uh, somebody told me one day they went, hey, you know, you guys have so many. Of these 90s and shit, I go, yeah. And I said, you know, there are guys who've worked their whole life in the tobacco industry who haven't had this kind of success. It's, I mean, you know, it's, I don't think we're better than anybody else. And I just think we've been lucky. You know, I really do. I, I, I really kind of believe in that whole Gladwell tipping point. You got your cigar in the right guy's hands who got it in the other person's hands who reviewed it. And it, and it took off. I mean, you know, the tipping point thing is, is huge. I think in, in the tobacco industry, how many, how many, uh, I'm walking before Jack worked with us. I was walking with him through the shop, through the through the PCA or the whatever the hell it was called then, the IPCPR. And I said, "There are a lot of good cigars here." And he said, "There are a lot of there are a lot of great cigars here that you're never going to hear of again." You know, so you know we should we should just count our blessings, and and we do. I mean, I I can speak for ourselves. We count our blessings that we've been as fortunate as we have in the last couple of years. Yeah, Alex Lancaster commented earlier, having an Estella now, what an underrated cigar. That cigar, and he's smoking a cigar that's easily seven or eight years old. Yep. Because we haven't made that in six or seven years, at least six or seven years. Do you think that some of the the lists were, I won't say ratings because I think that's, but just the lists. Do you think that some of the lists, or do you think there's too many lists? Do you think some of the lists have gone out of control? Or do you think for the most part there's just just a lot of fish in the pond and and it's just always kind of hard for everyone to... Listen, my, my problem with the lists have always been, you know, and I'm and I'm friends with all the media guys, and well, not all of them, but the the, the, the I like to say the core of the the majority, of the core of them, I'm friends with outside of cigars, and listen, I, I I think a list should have 
diversity. You know, there should be the just like my palate is diverse and your palate. And I mean, you know, we I'm, I've got to assume that you guys have to believe me when I tell you I smoke more than Espinosa. I smoke a lot of stuff, not just the stuff I make, but the stuff that other people make, because I believe that in my position, I should know what's new and what's the new hotness, as they say. I got to try this. I got to try that. I, I want to try other people's cigars. But it's hard when you run across a list and it has, you know, it's the top five. Let's say dirty. Let's say the Joe Dirt's top five and four of them are from the same manufacturer. Listen, I get it. You love them. But, you know, you're going to tell me you didn't have a chance to try 25 cigars this year. And of the 25 you tried, only these four from that manufacturer are good. Some, you know, some of those things kind of frost my ass a little bit. But what are you going to do? Listen, it's a free country. Everybody has a right to their, everybody has a right to it. And, and I, I guess we got to just grin and bear it. I mean, it, it, there's some truth to that, too. I mean, it, it is hard to look at a list and then the first, you know, the first four, like, you know, outside of the first one, you know, somewhere, like you said, top five, even outside of the top five, just having a group of them all together. It's kind of like, oh, if you okay. ask me to pick, if you ask me to pick my top 20 cigars or my top 10 cigars, I don't think I'd have a duplicate in there. I don't think I'd have two from any manufacturer. There's just so many great cigars. I just don't think I could have two from any. And then there are some lists where some guy is a fa- some guy is a fan of a brand that only sells to like two shops, but that's his number one cigar. Nobody's ever heard of it. Right. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I mean, we did our first, you know, cigar of the year list, you know, for 2021, and we don't do reviews here, so a lot of it just was kind of just. A lot of smoking stuff, re-smoking it, and just trying to put a list together, and, and just trying to decide on wh- which ones we liked or which whatever. It was hard to do. I mean, I know the guys who do it based on reviews is a little different. They do it off the score, like who for half wheel, you know. It's off of the scores and whatever, and then from there it, it, it gets you know kind of down to that too. But it, no one's job is easy. I'll just say that no one's job is easy. But just doing it for the first time and not even having like the the ratings and the numbers aspect to it, too, it was like, damn, this is fucking hard. We really wanted to do it because you know we. We want to do it too, and we and, it, and it's it's fun to put out the list and to see people. Oh, that one made it, but like putting it together, it is hard. And you know, it's trying to decide. Like you know, as you go, you start at the, kind of like the bottom. Like, what should you know, twenty through fifteen. When did you when did you smoke this one? Did you smoke? Were you, were you coming off of? Were you coming off an illness? Had you just eaten? Did you smoke it in the morning? Did you right. only have one? Uh, you know, uh, you have all these all these questions that 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 can be. That can be part of how you come up with these lists, you know. Listen, all all I, all I ask for is consistency, consistency in your platform, and you're good with me. Absolutely. Uh, we it. have a question from Trent Smith, Hector. When when are you coming to Life and Times? I am supposed to go this year. My uh, my good man uh, MJ and uh, Cigar Mike said that uh, they wanted me to come to Atlanta. I figure that I'm just a big, I'm just a, they just figure I'm some kind of playboy that I'm just going to roll up into Atlanta and do what I got to do. But hey, I'm there, man. I've got no problem. I'll go anywhere. <laughs> I'll go anywhere. I'll never travel as much as the two of you, but I'll tell you, with the, with the, oh, with listen, the traveling I, we do do, like we have to be really strategic with it because this is not our oh, first job. But listen, I'm like, I don't travel. So many events. <laughs> Carney, Carney just told before well, we were before we started. Carney says I'm only going to travel about forty-eight thousand miles this year. That's about twenty-five thousand more than I'll travel. I, I don't, you know, I, I yeah, and that's a, and that's a light year for me, and that's a light year for him. I mean, listen, uh, Jack, Jack and Eric travel the most. Jack traveled about seventy-five thousand miles last year, 
Eric, close to about 75,000. Uh, and that's a year after COVID, you know, right. uh, I traveled maybe, I think I, tra- I made gold status actually. So I traveled about 30,000 miles last year, but I also went to, went to Vegas and then we went to, I went to Seattle and Idaho to go do some events out there because believe it or not, I do do some events, but my events are mostly at like nerdy stores. The guys that, you know, they want they want you to sit down and go through the smoking experience with them and, you know, open the cigar and tell them what's in here. And this is this, and this is that, and this is how we got to that. I do really well in those shops and the other shops where, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, padding on the, uh, what is it? Handshaking and, uh, uh, padding on the back and stuff like that. Jack does great in those. And where you have to entertain, that's probably Eric or Eric does the best as well. I mean, I just, I, I, I like to go to those stores where I'm, I'm more comfortable and I think I'm, I'm appreciated more. Listen, I'm not the face of the company. Eric is the face of the company. I've been with them since day one. I'm one of the faces, but we all have a, and we're pretty strong, believe it or not for a small company. We have pretty, we have some pretty good personalities in our company, but we don't, you know, we, we all, we all have our strengths. Yeah, no, absolutely. Everyone has their, uh, their part, you know, so to speak in the company. Um, and, you know, John, you, you, I would you'd probably say the same thing, you know, at, LF, at LFD, um, you know, LFD being in terms of like the, the hierarchy or the staff, of the, it's, it's a small, it's a smaller group as well. You know, there's Lido, there's Inez and Tony and there's you and, you know, and everyone has their own role and everyone does their thing and everyone has their part, but it all comes together for the benefit of the whole brand. And without one of those legs, the whole table would collapse, you know, um, it, it's true. It, it is, it's important. Uh, we have a question here from David. Hello from Tucson, Arizona. What is Hector's favorite size? The Loranja. My favorite size uh, in almost everything we make. And this is, you know, this is my fingerprints on the company. Anything that you see six by 48, that was me. I love six by 48. I think it's a great size. I'm, I don't like big cigar ring sizes. And I'm not to get into that whole wrapper to filler ratio bullshit. I just, I like the comfort of a six by 48. And the Kaixa is the six by 48 Laranja and it's box press. That's my favorite of all the, of all the Laranjas. And I will tell you a little secret, uh, David, I don't smoke a lot of Laranja. I don't smoke a lot of Laranja because I remember how we started and, you know, we didn't have cigars and that was our, our best cigar, our most popular selling cigar. I felt bad smoking it. I know that me smoking one meant there was an, an open box that we couldn't sell. So, I mean, I just felt really guilty about that. So if you ever come to Espinosa, you ever come to see me or Jack or the Eric and you come in my office, I'm smoking something with a white band on it. It's usually a, an old test band or an old tester or, or something that didn't quite make it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I try not to I try not to smoke a lot of the stuff that we sell because I, it just there's something instilled in me that because we started. So, you know, we started with nothing. So it, I'm kind of it's kind of instilled in me to, to, to buy, sell, smoke the stuff that we sell that sells well. Pizza Mike's with us tonight. Shout out to him. Uh, what's Hector? Alfonso's favorite Espinosa cigar. Ah, favorite Espinosa cigar. I like the first six provinces that we did. That's my favorite of all the things we've ever done. It was that first six provinces in the little swing box that looked like a Chivas Regal, the Chivas Regal, uh, uh, Chivas Regal, Rivas, Chivas Rivas, the uh, the whiskey that comes in the little shake. That was my favorite of all the cigars I've ever made. The one I'm most proud of is probably the Crema because I don't smoke Connecticut. I don't smoke Connecticut wrapped cigars, and I was tasked to go to go to Nicaragua and blend a couple of Connecticut. And so I went and I made five Connecticut's. Four ended up being production for us and some other people we make cigars for. But I remember vividly getting getting back to Miami, and Eric's like, "Are they good?" I said, well, "You're asking the wrong guy." 
<laughs> oh no! I mean, they smoke. They seem to smoke pretty good. And nobody threw up. You know, nobody threw them out. But I'm I'm not the guy. But now since then, Jack's joined the team, and Jack is a big Connecticut smoker. So and Jack by 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 luck or coincidence or whatever, uh, he loves the the crema that we do. So let me ask you this question. Um, I think we had talked about this before, not on the show, in another conversation. I think it was with you. Um, in in terms of in terms of the wrapper tobaccos, you know, there's a lot of different cigars on the market now. People using all different wrappers and this all, or not even just the wrapper, all the tobaccos combined. In your opinion, what do you think is the most overused? Like, you know, when someone says, "Oh, that song is so overplayed," what is the most overused? rapper in the business where you're just like, I am, oh, I, am, so I, am I am gonna draw such such incredible ire here <laughs> just this week uh somebody came to the Lazona Palooza with two two sets of t-shirts one for one for me and one for Eric one t-shirt said Eric Mr. Habano Espinosa and mine was Hector no Habano Espinosa I am just over Habano Rosado I just am well I'm over Habano Rosado that light that that light habano uh, that Eric loves his rapper, I'm over it because you know it's I know it's traditional when you think of habano you think of that, but I'm so over habano. But like I was telling you guys before, whenever we do anything, any project that we do, like a kosher meal, habano is always a sub. I always have a habano substitute in case he didn't like the broadleaf or he didn't like the Mexican or the Sumatra. We have a habano alternative. You know, I'm just over habano. I really am. The only Habano I really, really like that we make is the green, the 601 green, which is a, a high priming Oscuro wrapper, real dark. I like Habano Oscuro, I like. But the light Habano, the, I'm, just, I'm over it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just over it. And, and I'll tell you a funny story. I, we did Crema, which is Connecticut. And one of the first things I wanted to do was bring back our predicate date, 601 Black, which is an old 601 from, you know, the, the, the the EO days, and I remember having the meeting, and he's like, "Well, you know, if we bring back another Connecticut, that's gonna that's gonna bite, and you know, it's gonna take away some of the sales from the crema." And I'm like, "Well, no, it's not really. They're two different cigars. They're completely different profiles." And I said, "And it doesn't stop us from making our 15th Habano. I mean, <laughs> we've got 15 already. I mean, we can go in another direction here, you know. But like I said, name of the company." <laughs> <laughs> he likes Habano, so. Uh, but it's I'm a little tired of it. John, I know I'll, it's not a popular. I know it's not a popular thing to say, but I'm a little tired of it. John, I'll ask you the same question too, because I'm just curious to get your opinion on this, with your experience in the industry. Well, here's the here's the issue. There's only so many wrappers <laughs> to use, really, right? Right. Um, it's not like an endless list of them for the most part. If there was, you'd have everybody coming up with cigars with different wrapper names and everything like that. So there's just only so many tobaccos that are dedicated for wrapper. So I would say less than something that's like overused. I, I would say uh, one of the biggest challenges in the cigar business is because, you know, there's really no manufacturer that's exclusively growing wrapper for every single one of their cigars is it's just like trends. Whatever's hot is hot. So it's like, for one year, Sumatra is going crazy and every cigar that comes out Sumatra. And then, you know, six, seven years ago, it was like every single cigar was San Andreas. Um, yeah. You know, well, so it, 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 in this industry, the trends are when, when something's hot, everybody's making it. So I would say that that's the 
the biggest challenge is you'll see like new blends come out and then everybody's it's like everyone's Sumatra or then every new blend that came out this year is like Habano. Um, so, you know, I, I would say less of it overuse than the the trends in the business are really dictated by, especially with wrapper for new products are based off of what's hot. And I would say like right now, one of the hottest wrapper uh, tobaccos for the last few years has been Corojo. Uh, Corojo has been real hot lately, it's but really I'm going to go with Hector yeah. on the Habano one. Like it's just, it's classic. It's traditional. It, it's uh, the, the name itself by, by Habano is just provocative. So I, w- I would say that, that that's the, one of them, you know, if you had to, if you had to pick one, I would, I'd probably go Habano. And John, I can add on to what John's saying. Not only does, you know, I remember uh, like five or six years ago, everybody came out with a Connecticut. And then I think three years ago, two or three years ago, everybody was doing a Sumo. Everybody did a, a Cameroon. Cameroon was very hot. And not only wrapper sizes go through trends, sizes go through trends. You know, there was a Lancero craze uh, several years ago. Then the 660. Uh, then the, the the big Toro. You know, uh, it's it, it, it does. It's very cyclical. But And when I talk Habano, yeah. There's, there's, John's right. There's not a lot of, there's not a, a hundred different wrappers you can use, but he likes Ecuadorian Habano. He doesn't like Habano grown in Nicaragua because it doesn't burn the right way. He doesn't like the Honduran one. It doesn't like the taste of it. Uh, Dominican wrapper. It's, 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 it's all of these things, you know, but I'm right. just over Habano, man. I'm over Habano. I'm over it. I'm over it. So let me ask you a question on this. Um, Cause this, this topic comes up from time to time. This is one that I've talked to Coop about a lot and, Anybody knows anybody who knows Coop well enough knows that he has a reputation for this, but then he always likes to defend his stance on it. I'm sure he'll chime in in the comments. When it comes to Lanceros, what is what is your true feeling on Lanceros? Do you love them? Do you hate them? I like them. I don't love them, but I like them. And here's, I mean, I, John could probably give you a different perspective being being a, a sales manager. I sit at my shop, and he'll tell me. Lancero smokers are kind of like Corona smokers, are kind of like Lonsdale smokers. They love to see it. They love to see it. They love to smoke it, but they don't buy boxes. <laughs> They'll buy, you know, there's always a Corona they can smoke. There's always a Lancero they can smoke. Uh, from the, I guess from the retail side, listening to the, my, my buddy who owns the shop, he has this problem. But I like Lanceros. I don't, I don't smoke them a lot, but I like Lanceros. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to give the people what they want. We, we make several Lanceros, and they do very well. I was going to say, because so, if I wasn't mistaken, you guys have a lot of Lanceros within your We have a lot enough. of Lanceros, yeah. but we have a lot of guys who like Lanceros who ask for it. You know what we don't have and we should have? We should have more Coronas, especially for guys who live in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Now, when it, get, when it gets cold at the end of the year and you only have 30 minutes or 45 minutes, you know, uh, do you have time to smoke a 6x54? No, but if you, you, can smoke a, you can smoke a 5x42. You know, and so we, we've got a couple of Coronas in the lineup. We have more Lanceros than we do Coronas. Uh, I'll tell you what we don't have a lot in the lineup. We don't have it. We only have two torpedoes in all of our lineup. We only have two torpedoes. And I think that comes from the fact that neither John, neither Hector, Hector, nor I'm sorry, I'm talking to the third person, neither I or Eric or ever have a cutter on us. So, you know, we, it's having a bellicose or torpedoes, you know, it's, it's, we don't, we don't, we don't use cutters. So we don't make them. Believe it or not, that's it's weird, but that's you know we don't and we don't really get a big demand for hey, can you make that in a torpedo? When a guy would come into the shop when I worked in retail, the guy would come into the shop, hey, I like this in a torpedo. I go, why don't you save the eighty cents and buy the Toro? 
<laughs> so, yeah, no, and, and here's the thing. No, 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 they wouldn't is the thing. They, they wouldn't. If they're smoking torpedoes, they're smoking a certain oh, land. And, and he's right. And John, loyal towards. They just, they don't, they really, he's absolutely torpedoes right. Are just, bellicoses are dead unless they're like, uh, you know, a double figurato or some unique size and shape. But like torpedoes just the same thing with like Lanceros. They, they just, people just don't buy them as often. So that's why you don't see them as often. And and if anyone tells you that, the, oh, it's, it, it is, it's, oh, it's the best seller. It's this, it's absolutely freaking not. Toro's been the best seller across every single retail outlet for the last like 20 years. <laughs> you know, uh, it's still Toro's still outsell the 60 ring gauge stuff. You know, even for us, our top five SKUs are all 60 ring gauge. But the Toro's, when you go to a retail shop, Toro is still the size. Yep. I agree with him. Pizza Mike threw out threw out uh, Solomon's as well. Um, what was I gonna say? I just lost my uh, I just lost my train well, of thought. Solomon's are really like a treat, you know. For the most yeah. part, there's a lot of tobacco in them. If you make an you know authentic size Solomon's like a seven by sixty four, and generally that's pricey. There's a lot of tobacco in it, so really Solomon's are like a treat, you know. At the end of the day, which the you know, so yeah, I would say Solomon's probably sell better than Lanceros do just because of. Uh, because of the nature of the size and whatnot. But, the, the, you know, to what Hector was saying, if you put a Lancero in a shop because somebody wants one, they're going to want it. They want to see it. They'll buy one every month, and it'll take two years to sell a box. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that's a, and that's something that we've, we've known. And that's and we've had countless manufacturers come on the show. Um, you know, I, I remember, John, you were actually on this show. When Nick Perdomo was on last time, I think we asked him about Lanceros, and it was one of the things he was like, you know, like people always bug me for him, but like I, I hate making them because the same reason. It's, you know, people ask for them, they ask for them, and we make them, put them in a box, and it's like they buy one, and then that's it, and then the box sits there until that guy comes back again and buys another one, and then they just the box continues to sit on the shelf. And, and I'm sure there's people listening to the show that buy boxes of Lanceros, and we appreciate you a lot. Uh, yeah. We do appreciate that, but for the most part. You know, it's it's you're so backed up on other SKUs that it's like let's stop them from making Toros and Gordos, absolutely, and, or, or about chisels and like go have them make Lanceros. You know, so it, it just doesn't economically, make, you know, in terms of the economies of scale, it makes no sense. We make one little mini Perfecto Salomon. We make one in our whole lineup, but we have probably see four or five. We have about five or six Lanceros. It's weird. I mean, that's just you know, it's it's that's how it's been for us. Yeah. Absolutely, and and every company is going to have a different trend in terms of like what they. Make I know there's. I, I can't think of the name of the shop, but I know there's a shop like in Texas, John, that it's like Lancero. Everybody makes a Lancero. We have a shop right here in our town, right here in Watertown, Mass. We have uh, Cigar and Lounge. They're a uh, huge Lancero. You walk into the humidor, it's all Lanceros, and they're actually a big Espinosa count too. Um, cool. They they have a lot of the you know the Laranjas and and whatnot you know in the Lanceros. Um, they got a lot of my father's Lanceros, Tatuai's Lanceros, uh, big Lancero store. And it was in its, it's sad so to hear unique. that it's sad. Well, to I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question though. Like this isn't calling any of those shops out by any means, but you know, you just said they always have Lanceros. These companies you just mentioned don't make Lanceros year round. So if they're always there, there's something else that's moving faster. I'm not saying it doesn't have a home and it's not a great presentation to do that. But, it, you know, unless you're launching something, doing an event or whatever, if you always have them in stock, nobody's making Lanceros really every single month. Uh, it's just not a real thing. So, you know, it just it does. They just move slower. Now, you may have more people that buy it in one area. That's great. But it's still, you know, 
a double a hero 700 maduro sells faster than any lancero in the market i promise you that you know i, I, I guarantee you your bigger ring gauge sizes outsell your lanceros you know 20 times over um and so it's, it's great having them but it's just the reality i'm sad to hear i'm sad to hear john say that because i do love the double hero uh the double hero lancero that you guys make that is a good one that yeah, one and the uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Cameroon Lancero. Cameroon's delicious, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one is fantastic. I think that's one of my favorite LFD Lanceros. Well, it's one of my favorite LFD lines, but the Lancero was really good. Uh, I do, uh, I do want to hit our news segment really quick. Um, our news segment is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can become a McAuliffe ambassador. Oh, and I lost John. Hold on, let me get him back in there. There we go. Um, and you'll sign up, get your official ambassador number and your ambassador coin. While you're at it, join the ambassador group on Facebook where you can hang out with all your fellow ambassadors the McAuliffe Cigars. Uh, this week, news uh, came out of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Yes, that's right. Steve Saka is at it again. They have announced the Moister de Saka the Bewitched. Uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust is currently taking pre-orders for the Bewitched. It's newest addition to a much-heralded Moister de Saka line. The deadline for pre-orders is April 8th, 2022. Um... Always, always exciting to see what Steve's got going on. He's, um, he's always got some, some new thing. He's so going. quiet. He's, he's hardly ever in the news. Hardly ever posting. <laughs> he's so humble and quiet. I mean, it's, it's like pulling nails. I mean, pulling teeth to get him to, to tell you what's going on. I mean, yeah, if you just get, if you could just get an opinion out of that guy every once in a while. I mean, you know, he's. I just, it's a shame that he just, he doesn't share as much as I wish he would have been. You know, he doesn't write like these long posts like every time he posts on Facebook too, like some people do. I no, mean, hardly, hardly at all. You know, and and he and he doesn't like to put in his own little like snickers and laughs too into the commentary. So as you're reading it, you're actually like hearing him going like. Eh. Only guy I've ever heard say this. My cigar might not be for you. What are you? What is? What did you learn that? <laughs> Says that. Self-deprecating. Self-deprecating. Yeah. Is a great sales. T- yeah, is, a, is a great sales technique. Absolutely, yeah. He's uh, he he, you know, he he truly is unique. He hasn't been on the show yet. We still we still need him on the show. And John, when he comes on, listen, Matt, Matt, I'd like to be on your show, but I'm just too busy right now. How about Thursday? Uh, well, John, I freak. So, and I I always forget what it is. Is it was it be you and him have like this little beef? Is it because you called him out? We we don't have we don't actually have any beef. Uh, oh it was, shit! It was, shit got yeah. good here. All of a sudden, hold on. Yeah, no, no. I, I, went, off, I, went, off, I went off one day on the. Uh, I went off one day on the um, brulee, and uh, that's what it was. The brulee. We, we've 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 quelched our our uh, our issues that, and I got a ton of respect for Steve, and we actually had a lot of fun with it. So it turned uh, turned into something fun. Didn't you? Did your meatballs beat his? I know you didn't win, but didn't you? No, no, I finished second. I finished second in the meatball contest twice, and um, I made him a brulee meatball where I took sugar and put it on it and brulee it and served him a brulee meatball. I and I said, I, "It's so sweet. I don't. It's sweet on the tip. I don't know why." But no, I don't know why. But I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know what happened to the factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, we we had a good little back and forth of that for a while, and it was uh, it was it was fun. He's a, he's a great guy. Listen, no, he, he uh, and I don't know, I don't know how he is when he talks to the media guys, but when he's around, you know, guys who in the industry, you know, the, on, on this side, when he starts to tell stories, I mean, it's very, very few guys who can tell stories like this. I mean, you know, he can, he can keep you entertained. 
He's he's some of his stories are fantastic. Can't say, he can't repeat them, but they're fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. Like not only are the stories good, but the way he tells it, he's a good storyteller too. Sure. I mean, look, he's he's been around a long time. I mean, he's yeah. one of the original guys with the bulletin boards and all this other shit, and you know, Lou, worked for Lou Rothman. I mean, come on, he's been around a little bit, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, he's definitely earned his stripes, and uh, you know, now he's 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 trying to grow his own baby with with Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, and he's done a great job so far. Um, just ask him. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just ask him. <laughs> We love you, man. We love you. We kid. We kid. We've been we trying. Him. We've been trying to ask him. We can't get him on the show. I know he won't come. He's like, yeah, just send me an email. We send him an email, and he, he just fizzles you gotta, out. You, you just got to go to his house, bro. You got to. You, you got to go through Lafferty. Gonna, go through. Go through I'm Lafferty. Dress up. Well, I'm gonna dress up in a bikini and whatever, and do Instagram live videos with him. See if he'll come on. Didn't you just say the other day that you're like at 295 now? Uh, yeah, like I've lost a little bit of weight in the last week. I've had a, I had, I had some injuries a lot, in the gym. That's a lot. That's a lot to put in a bikini, dog. I'm just trying to tell yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I'm, I'm mostly. I got a really big upper body, so I think it would look nice and be appealing. But, nice, you know, nice. Okay. We'll, we'll see if it works, but I'll do what I got to do. Yeah, hot yeah. is hot, bro. Hot is hot. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> hey, so you know what? Everyone yeah. finds something else different. You know that 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 makes that. They find hot. There, it's like there's, oh. an ass, there's an ass for every seat. There's that's an ass right. for every seat. Someone will find and be like, "Wow, that's hot." I mean, clearly, he, clearly, his wife did. She married him. You know what I mean? So, sweet um. woman. <laughs> John, you know, I, I uh, you haven't been on the show in a while, and um, I, I know we have Hector on, and we we do have a guest here, and and, and we and I do love that. I do love that. Yeah, but, this, is, this is my second time on. Go ahead. <laughs> but I just, you know, it, it's it's also like I'm trying to remember here too. Like you know, John hasn't really been on the show a lot. Like I I, I got a uh, I got I got to hear some of the classic things from him. So, uh, one of the things you wanted to talk about on the show tonight, I know you're not doing the demonstration, but you wanted to talk a little about your soaps that most of our viewers remember you for. I don't want to say no because you haven't been on a while, so they remember so, previous times. So I have. Uh, it's it was known that Doctor Squatch became some of my favorite soaps throughout the year, and they had a lot of limited edition stuff. And even though they're big, they're they really fall in the craft category. Uh, so instead, in lieu of a soap review tonight, since I'm out in front because uh, we've got some fierce weather coming through here shortly, um, I know it's March, but uh, I, I would like to announce my official soap of the year. Oh. And this was a latecomer. I, I started using this bar in December, and it turned out to be by far my favorite. This is a uh, this is a big deal. So the this 2021. Smoke and Tobacco Carney Soap Review Soap of the Year is the Dr. Squatch Moonrock. Hmm. This was a limited edition that came in a collector set with uh, a Mars bar, uh, Area 51. And the the thing that really got me on Moonrock was it's a, it's a heavy grit. You can see heavy grit soap. It really does look like moon. It's beautiful. The it's scent of it's excellent. Gray. The lather of it's great. Um, but really, the heavy grit is what did it for me, and the creaminess of it, the feel, the the, the texture on the skin. Um, and I use this for hand washing, and I use this for body washing. And I said this is a latecomer. I, I I have two bars of this. The first one's gone. I now have just this one left. It's almost impossible to get your hands on now. Uh, but yeah, the 2021 soap of the year is the Doctor Squash Moonrock. It's moonflower oil and pumice. Uh, it's a heavy grit five ounce bar. Uh, it's part of the Galaxy Edition. And uh, here's the readings on the back. Lather up 
this cold process soap and scrub down daily. Great for all skin types. Uh, this is the Doc's Notes. Um, great stuff, man. So 2021 Soap of the Year is your Moon Ruck by Dr. Squatch Heavy Grit. Um, we've already started off new soaps this year. We'll have some new reviews. I just got in the Batman collection, um, and I've been looking for some other soaps around too. But uh, we're starting off the year strong with the collection of soaps. Uh, but it's always appropriate to end before we start again. So there you go. Do Moon you Rock. If you can you, find it, get it. Do you exclusively use your Dr. Squatch bars like just in the shower? Do you use them like at the sink too? I use them in the sink. Um, uh, mostly 95% in shower. I test it out with hands first just to see if I like the scent. If it's something I'm going to want to bathe with. And... Uh, that's how Moonrock came in. I pulled it out. I washed my hands. I was like, this is pretty nice. I really like the grit on it. And uh, if I said, for me, the heavy grit with Dr. Squatch is where, it at, where it's at. The, like, I'm using one. They have the, uh, the, American, the American edition, one that I have. It's red, white, and blue. It's actually one of my least favorite soaps besides the color scheme. Um, I really don't enjoy it that much. And I have several bars of it um, because I really just like the heavy grit. It feels good, cleans off the skin, gets the dead skin off. Uh, whether it does or not, I feel like heavy grit cleans you better. So that's most of the ones that I preferred have been the heavy grits. And it's not surprising that a uh, heavy grit was my soap of the year. I mean, Nicole's not with us. She is the, the skincare expert on the show. Um, for those who don't know, Nicole is an esthetician. Um, so she would probably say it makes sense because of the grit, like you said, files off all the dead skins and all the, the stuff. On it. So it definitely leaves you feeling cleaner and fresh the skin is smoother after the exfoliation factor i know because i get told every day how i need to exfoliate so what happens when you you know um you have someone who's an esthetician you're constantly being told how you know your skin is your number one priority um, i've so got to i've got to step up my i've got to step up my soap game i'm still using gojo and lava so i mean i've got to <laughs> i got to step my shit up i mean <laughs> those have grit though i mean it's, yeah it's yeah but it's not good. the right kind of grit my grip doesn't get mine doesn't be Mine leaves me, uh, mine leaves me raw. So we're gonna have to go in another direction. We're gonna have to get. <laughs> yeah, some you really, stuff. you really ought to be taking better care of your skin. So I would, Doctor Squatch is a great place to start. There's some other really good ones out there too. But I, I've just really enjoyed what they've done as a company. They, they're getting big, but they're also maintained the really craft nature of it. And it's you know, really well made soaps, man. I, I think but, it's hard to beat. Mike, for Christmas, my kids got me this, uh, this set of uh, body washes. I guess they bought it in a man's magazine or something. like that. And one of them smelled the bourbon. It had like a bourbon kind of bourbon thing. Yeah, but I was like taking three or four showers a day. It was ridiculous. I was just, yeah. you know, <laughs> just wanted to get that, you know, that that you know that ballsy ballsy bourbon smell going. I was, I was, I was all into it, man. So I've got a few that are that I bought last year that we haven't that I haven't used yet. Uh, but so I've got the Batman collection from Doctor Squatch, and I've got the um, Star Wars collection from Dr. Squatch as well that I haven't used yet. But I do have some uh, other soaps out there. Uh, it's, uh, I can't remember the actual brand of them now, but I have like five bars. One of them was, was made with Budweiser. I've got another that was uh, made with a, with a bourbon. And then I've got two military-themed ones that, that I'd like to try. The problem is some of these bars are big. You know, like it takes me two weeks to go through a Squatch bar. And then if you get a bar that's bigger, I mean, you're talking almost a month worth of, uh, of washing. So... It, it's quite challenging to go through some of these soaps and be economical with it. I, I like to, you know, I don't like to just use them and get rid of them. But I said, I, I got some stuff that's going to be fun this year. We're, we're going to definitely do some more squatches, but 
uh, I'm, I am looking for some secondary stuff because I don't want to just, again, it was what we talked about, like manufacturers, like, like if all of my top 10 soaps were Dr. Squatch, I mean, what is that? Like, okay, I liked one. So which one's my favorite will make that number one. And then what goes on after that would be, you know, is appropriate. So I'm going to try to really spread out a little bit more this year. Um, not necessarily spread out in the shower, but I'm like to spread out <laughs> my soap, uh, my soap usage and brands that I'm using and trying. We're going to diversify in 2022. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up too, uh, which has, you know, been kind of big for us lately is our annual Cigar Family Charitable Foundation raffle, which officially kicked off Monday night. We already have in over $4,000 in our first three days. Um, really exciting stuff. We are already past the halfway point to what we raised last year of 7000 Now, it's definitely early. There's still a long way to go. We have 39 days, <coughs> 22 hours, and 19 minutes left until this actually ends. Um, but we're already past the halfway point to last year's number of 7000 uh, going into it, we're like, you know, if we can beat that, maybe go to 10, that would be awesome. Um, we already have people saying, uh, 20,000. I think Jay Davis said 25. Um, Hey, you know, whatever, whatever it is we raise is still great. And it goes to a great cause and in a great place and helps a lot of people, which is awesome. Uh, so it's really not about how much we raise, but it's still fun. It's still fun to keep tabs on it and see just how high we can get that number. Obviously the more we raise, is you know the, the more the more we raise the better it is for for the kids who receive this money so um definitely trying to raise as much as we can uh it is still live new prizes being added almost every day uh we've added some prizes from evan darnell red meat lovers club drew estates prize so i know we talked a little bit about drew estate um that we had confirmed that they were in but we didn't have their stuff yet so i actually it's not up there yet I don't think. I think Nicole sells to kind of put it in there. But I have it next to me, so I figured I would showcase it on the show since we're here tonight. It came in today. Um, so up for grabs from Drew Estate is this massive yet beautiful Undercrown 10 humidor. Now, maybe you've seen this uh, floating around on social media. Maybe you've seen it in shops or whatever. Maybe you have one. Um, but this, I'm going to hold up. It's, it's quite large here. This Undercrown 10 humidor is also up for grabs courtesy of our very good friends at Drew Estate. Uh, I'm going to flip this open in here, take this foam out. Uh, I'm trying to do this reverse. There we go. Undercrown, beautiful. It's got the tray in there. Also in there is going to be a five-pack of the Smoky Tobacco Cigar of the Year, the Undercrown 10, which is inside this humidor as well. And there is also going to be a Drew Estate artwork piece from Subculture Studios, which we don't have with us right now, but it is there. We'll have photos of that up on the Rally Up page. Um, if you're looking to donate, you want to buy your raffle tickets, you want to help out the cause, um, the link is posted everywhere at smokeattobacco.com on our social media, Facebook. Uh, the link's in our bio on Instagram. It, it's easy to find. Uh, I'll even I'll put it in here. I'll put it in here in a, in a second, too, in the in the chat comments so you guys can get a hold of it. But that is where we are at. And John actually was with us Monday night when we kicked it off. We showcased all the prizes. It was a great time. Uh, so, so far, everyone who has either donated prizes to us or people who have bought in raffle tickets or donated money, thank you so much. Uh, it really means a lot to us and the Fuente and Newman families and most of all the, the kids of this benefits in the Dominican Republic. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and again, I'll get that link posted up here in a second, too, in the comments, just so you guys have it. Um, I'm trying to remember what, like, trying to get back on, uh, trying to get back on track here with uh, with our previous conversation. What did we leave off with? Lanceros? 
forget. Lanceros. Yeah, who's the Lanceros? <laughs> love them, hate them. I love them. I think they're great. Uh, but yeah, they're not for everyone. Um, so Hector, I'm smoking the knuckle sandwich, the Habano, and I'm I'm definitely deep into the second third of this cigar, and it's great. I would still say, because uh, I can't remember, I think we talked about this on the first, the live. we The, the first, first time, time I was on. The, the first, first time, time you were on. on. Yeah, the first right. time you were on, we talked about this. So now, by the second time you've been on, uh, it's been a very slow smoke, but I finally was able to hold it off to your second appearance. Uh, this cigar is great. It started off a lot of pepper up front, and it cooled right down. Uh, a lot of solid flavor. Like I said, still great burn, still great construction. The flavor, the complexity, it's great. This is a great cigar. Thank um, you. I, I appreciate that. The but that's a, that's the kosher alternative. Remember what we talked about earlier. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna still say yeah the the Maduro I think I like better, but this is still a very good cigar. They're both very good. There's I, definitely not one you, that overshadows the other. If we were here, if the three of us were here on, uh, I would tell you I like the Maduro. Uh, Eric would say he liked the Habano, and Jack would say he likes them both. I mean yeah. that's 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 how it is, man. I mean that's uh, uh, nobody's ever completely satisfied, but we're satisfied enough. With you know, with uh, which one is the best, uh, the best uh, iteration of, of the blend or the the Batola, you know? Now, there's been some. We've talked about this on. I think we talked about this on spare notes. I think. I think we talked. Yeah, I think we talked about me and Coop. I think talked about this. You know, historically, some of the like celebrity collaborations that have been done with cigars. Sometimes they just. I don't know. They don't really take off as well as you'd think they would. But the knuckle right. sandwich has really done well so far, from what I've seen. It, it's, it's. I have I have an opinion on that, and I'll tell you what it is. Uh, and listen, I'm not blowing. I'm not going to blow wind up his kilt. He doesn't need me to blow any wind up his kilt. He's uh, he's very successful in his own right. But uh, is from what I understand, from what I from what I can recall, most of the celebrity cigars that I've seen are sports related. Correct. Yeah, you got Big Poppy, there's Carl Malone. Right. Your your significant other, unless you're if if you're not a sports guy, it might be lost on you. But let's say, let's just generalize and say most guys like one sport or another. Right. Uh, your significant other might not like sports. She may have uh, not have an idea who those people are. But it's you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't know who Guy Fieri is. Oh, I mean, absolutely. he transcends, he kind of transcends the industry in the sense that. You know, there are wives and girlfriends and boyfriends who, you know, they might not be crazy about a cigar and not really have an interest in buying anything, but they want his cigar. They want to try his cigar. And outside of the fact that I think he transcends the industry, and this is not just our our concept. When we were at the Great Smoke, I saw you at the Great Smoke, several of the guys who were around us walked up to us and said, listen, he is going to be a great ambassador for the industry. Because he's not just an industry guy, or he's not just a football player, or a baseball player, or a basketball player. This is the guy who transcends, who out, who goes outside of our little micro world of of the cigar industry and male oriented stuff. He, you know, he he just he's bigger than that. So that said, this is a guy that didn't film for two days to drive with Eric and go to Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade and visit shops with Eric. And I'll tell you, we're, we're, like I said, we're still a small company. We're in our 10th year. Never once in our 10 years can I tell you that we had 100,000 cigars pre-ordered. Be- sight unseen, sample untasted, untested. Nobody had tried these cigars. Yet we were thousands of boxes pending, you know, pending their arrival to get shipped out. 
with a cigar that nobody's ever tried. You know, that's uh, that's that's very rare company. That's very rare air to be like, especially for a company of our size. So he's he, you know he's been a part of it. He rode with Eric for two days, went to every shop, uh, you know, went to every shop with Eric. He was great. Everybody loved him. He went to the Great Smoke. You saw what happened at the Great Smoke with people lined up to to, to buy his box and to get him to sign, to take pictures with him. We had him at, at uh, Lazona Palooza. People, you know, people just fawning over him and really getting into, you know, really getting into him. And and he's really when he's on, I mean, you know, this guy's taking pictures of everybody. Uh, oh, my daughter really loves you. Oh yeah, let's give me your phone. Let's let's send her a video. He really engages with people. And what one of the things that he's using. Uh, we're, I guess we're using it together, but it's really kind of his avenue is our first event for for this cigar was in Puerto Rico, uh, which you don't really think of Puerto Rico as a big, you know, when you think cigars, you don't think Puerto Rico. But there's a couple of shops, in Puerto Rico, one in particular they did the event at. And he was there because they were doing diners, drive ins and dives. So he you know, we matched his schedule to where he was and what and he wanted to do an event. And Eric went and the event was a huge success. And I think that's what you're going to see 10, 12 times during the year. He'll be out doing something and he'll be in a location. And, you know, the biggest problem that we'll have is who gets the event and who doesn't. So that's, uh, you know, but that's a problem for later on that we'll have to worry about later. And that's, you know, that's something way above my station that I, that I don't really concern myself with. But I think that him being behind it, and he's a smoker, man. Let me tell you, that guy had a cigar. One of the, one of the photos that generated the most buzz at the All-Star game was him sitting courtside with his own cigar in his mouth. People loved it. You know, he's he's in. He smoked cigars. He really was really interested in the process. Listen, I've I've met him one time. I've seen him at, you know, I saw him at, at, at the Big Smoke. And I saw at the Great Smoke and I saw him at our at our event. But I got to interact with him for three hours and I was just feeding him cigars. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? I like this. I like this. This is the size. You know, I got an idea of what he wanted. Then when I got an idea of what he wanted, then I went to the drawing board and and I put together these two cigars for him and you know, and, and we went, you know, we've gone from there, but he seems to be all in and he's so far, he's been a man of his word and Eric's big about that. And I can only, you know, we can only hope for the better that it continues, you know? Absolutely. Any, any possibility to expand past those two cigars in the future for him? I, I think so. I think so. I think you may, you may see something right around Christmas time. Mm, interesting. Something to keep an eye out. Now in terms of other stuff, Espinosa may be working on or peeling back the curtain a little bit, maybe a little teaser. Yeah, we have what well, we have. Look, I had a, I had a bunch of things I wanted to release at the show, but I think I've learned I've learned over the years that I just don't want to have I don't want to have anything get caught in that jet stream that we were talking about earlier. So I'm going to probably just release. Uh, we're going to bring the the new six provinces to the to the show, which is the fourth iteration of that project. Uh, we're going to do the warhead that we do every year. Uh, we're going to release that, uh, and we're, we're releasing Eric's 10th, Espinosa's actually, Espinosa Cigars, his 10th anniversary cigar at the show. And obviously we'll be showcasing, you know, the, the Guy Fieri cigars for those who haven't had it yet or haven't, you know, haven't had a chance to purchase it because even now, I mean, even after getting a couple of shipments, we're, we're still out three out of the six Vitolas. I mean, it's, uh, it's moving very well. So, but we're only going to release a couple things, three things at the show, uh, you know, plus, you know, and I think he'll be going to the show as well, which is which will be nice as well. I think that'll be great for for the guys at the PCA to to see a, to see him walking around. And it's good for us and, and it's good for the industry, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. Any any extra exposure, you know, for the industry is always good. It's a small industry. I think I think somebody wrote on there that not everybody watches sports, but everybody eats. And you know, listen, he's on he's on six seven times a day on 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 the Food Network. Oh, yeah. He's I think he's the big, I think he's the biggest star on the Food Network right now. You know, so he's got restaurants all over the country too. Restaurants uh, all over the country, and and you know, and and he, and he's in right now. Right now, he's shown he's he's said all the right things and done all the right things. We can't we can't we can't be we can't complain. We we couldn't be any happier right now. Absolutely. Quick question. So on the uh, on the tenth anniversary cigar, is that going to be a limited edition, or will that just be? It'll be a one and done. He's it's one only his. Te- I I don't think we'll do a we'll do another one. Uh, you know, Eric's it's our tenth year as a company, and we wanted to do something a little special, and uh, and I, I think uh, I think it's going to go over very well. Nice, nice. We look forward to seeing all of that at PCA. We can't wait. Smoking tobacco will be there. Um, a few others might be making their return there. This year. John, you going? You going? You guys going back this year, John? Yep, we'll be there. Yep. La Flor Dominicana yeah. is back in the house, the back of the dance. Uh, really excited for that as well. So I wanted to play our, our top three. John, you haven't been on a top three in a while. Nope. Our, I have to add him back in here. I don't know why that keeps happening. Our top oh, just three. Got rid of he bounced out. He bounced out in the in the transition, and I, I got him back in quickly though. Um, but our so our top three brought to you by Room One Hundred and One Cigars. Watch the Smoke and Tobacco Show. Eat your vitamins. Eat your vegetables. Smoke Room One Hundred and One. Um, top three, top three, top three. So I have an interesting one, and this always happens. I go into the show with like two good ideas. I'm like, I'm gonna run with with you know. I usually do one, then sometimes I play a second one, but and then it always changes. So our top three tonight for you two gentlemen, um, only being at one brand so far in your career. If you had to work for any other companies, what would your three choices be? If you could go anywhere and there was instant hire. All your demands met, whatever it is. Three other brands that you could go work for. Your company's closed up shop tomorrow. Something happened. You had you like I gotta go to another brand. Where would you go, Hector? I'll let you go first. Wow, why did you put? <laughs> you gotta give me a second yeah, I mean, to digest that. Right? I mean, I can I can answer first. I I, I have go no ahead. desire. To just I have no desire to work anywhere else in the cigar business. Um, what I've John been said. around long enough. I've, I've had some. You know, I've had offers a couple over the years, but. Most of that stop. I think it's pretty obvious now that I'm happy where I'm at and the future's bright here. So I, you know, I've always said if I were to be out of cigars, I'd either be doing my own business and and food related things or something like that. But no, I, I, I honestly don't think about that and holding a gun to my head. If somebody's holding a gun to my head on that question and I had to answer, I guess I'd get shot in the head. <laughs> so wow. I just don't have any desire. I, I really, it's not something I've ever thought about. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's. I mean, but that's that's part of it too, because someone could just decline. Okay, that's fair. All right. Hector, you're gonna go Listen, the same I, way. <laughs> I, and 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 the reason, and I'm not gonna go to the, I'm not gonna go the same way because of any pressure that I, I worry Eric's gonna see this. But it's just, I think you're talking to two guys that when you say their names, right after their name, you always say who they work for. You well, know, absolutely. that's Carney. That's LFD Carney, yeah. and I'm I'll, I'm Hector from Espinosa. That's I just what makes it so would, interesting. It, it to me, it's it, to me, it's and, and I'm going to use another baseball analogy. It's like watching Seaver when he wore a Reds uniform. It's just you can't, you can't do it. You know, you just you you just can't do it. I I just I can't imagine working anybody else. There's a lot of guys that I like in the industry, but 
you know, I working with other guys, you know, I, I just don't think I, I, I've, I've reached a certain tenure where I'm at. I, I have a certain level of, of responsibility that I enjoy. Plus, you know, there's something really, and you really can't put a price on being there from day one and, you know, looking at what you achieved and, and, you know, you, you can't really put a price on that. Why would you, why would you even consider going anywhere else? When I worked, when I worked for, for Miami day, when I worked for the police department, never, never once that I, that I say, Oh, you know, I wouldn't mind working for the beach or I wouldn't mind working for the city. I always liked working for Miami Dade, and I've almost—I think I—I'm a one-team guy, you know. I—I want to go out with that one team, and I only have—I only have like maybe six years left. I'm 56 years old. Uh, I figure 62 will be it, uh, but who knows? I mean, but as for right now, just like John says, you know, it's—I've been with them since day. I've been with them since day one. John with them 10, 11 years. We've been with them for a long time, and our names are synonymous with that company. Uh, can you imagine? You know. Uh, Jeter in a Red uniform? No, can you imagine, you know, <laughs> can you, you know, can you imagine uh, Carney from Altidus? Or, you know, or, or, no. or Hector, Hector, <laughs> you know, from Hector from, uh, you know, I don't want to pick on any brand. I don't want them to think I pick, or Hector from whatever, whatever company. It's just, you know. Hector no, from I'm, Davidoff. I'm, I'm, uh, Hector from Davidoff. Can you imagine Hector from Davidoff? Can you imagine me me, me following her clots around with a clipboard? I just couldn't, you know, where am I going to, you know how much, you know how much, you know how much that material costs, man? That costs a lot of money, man. You know how much a suit for me is going to cost? You know, you know, I'm just, just going to $2,000. You get a pair of pants, man. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, sheep you got to shear. No, you I got to wear a suit I, all the time. I got to wear a suit all the time. I'm a sloppy fuck. I'm going to have food all over. No, I can't, bro. I'm sweaty. It's, it, it's just not a good look. Just not a good look. I'm kind of unkempt, you know. I, 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 I'm an Espinosa guy. He's a floor guy, and that's uh, that's who we are. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I, sometimes you know, you, sometimes it's interesting just to ask the question well, and see what you well, get yeah, back. It's a dream. I get, you know, I feel like with the dream job. Listen, is it's this is I never thought I'd have this job. So this kind of is a dream job right now. There you go. You know, and that's and that's special in its own way. You know, this this is the dream job. This is where it is. Um, you know, before we wrap up the show. Um, you know, we, we've, we've been through a lot tonight. You know, Hector's made two appearances on the show. Didn't think that would be possible so quick. I think you're the fastest. Am I, is, is, has there any been, has there anybody been on twice already? There's been people on twice, but we've never invited someone back so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen, this is, you know. That speaks volumes. I've been on this show as many times as I've been on the Hustler podcast. I'm just letting you know, I'm just letting Mike know. So in case you know they're they're looking to bring me back don't, on. Don't don't say it. He might be behind me. <laughs> he might be behind. You might sneak up. Hey, buddy. Might show up out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it has been a fun night. Um, you know, it's. I, I'm glad we were able to rebound. What what you know? Once we got the second stream up, everything's been great. It's been smooth. You know, and we've had no in, no interruptions. So, uh, it's been a fun conversation. It's been a great time, John. It's been it's been great to have you back. It feels like old times. It feels right, you know, to have you here. Feels uh, good. It does. <laughs> it it right. does. It reunited. Feels... Reunited, it does. and it feels so good, you know. Yeah, it Plus, does. I'm happy. I- I'm glad to be on. Listen, any any chance that I any time that I can be on, uh, you know, talking about the company and our brand is is, is good for the company, and uh, it's good to make relationships with guys who cover who cover our industry, and you know, to spend some time with a guy that I respect in the industry as well. Uh, is is also a lot of fun you know you couldn't you can't go wrong and i i really like panels like this where it's a couple of guys so i really enjoy this 
Yeah, it, it's it's a great time, and um, you know, again, Mr. thank you for Warmth. coming on, Mister huh. Warmth. Thanks, great show. Um, no, it's it, it is a pleasure to have you on. Um, you know, I know you guys are you guys are both really busy guys. You know, even you know, just take the time just to come on. We we appreciate it so much. It means so much to us. Uh, but it, and it's a great time, and we never want it to end. Um, you know, if you go on to Cigar Coop, you know, you can watch the show for like four and a half, maybe six hours. Um, like a whole day. This um, is nothing. Well, this is nothing. This was only what two hours. This is nothing, man. Come on. Well, it was two hours. To, you know, the, the first hour was figuring it all out. So now that we got it figured out, <laughs> we did the full show. Should, so it was listen, perfect. I don't. Uh, uh, let me got to bring him. I got to tell you that if you want to go ahead and start again and do the third one and knock it out now, we can. I mean, I mean, I've got time. I've got another well, time. You know, I'm, you guys would have to do that on your own because I got a newborn baby. I got to cook. Dinner. Oh, that's right, John. My, you know, my John had making blueberry muffins. We said last year that John had John had the busiest 2021 of anybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, boom! It was like the dominoes falling. Bam! Girlfriend. Boom! Baby. Bam! White married. You know. Bam! He did a lot. It's funny. I run into people that I haven't seen in a while, especially the TA. They're like, "Hey, man, congratulations!" Like for like everything. And I'm like, "Thank you. Thank you very much." Yeah. You did so much in 2021 that how are you going to top 2022? I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm You're not going to top 2022. Yeah, I'm done. I told my wife it's, I need a year off. He's skating this year. He's just skating. You know, he's just going to skate this year. See, that's why LFD didn't come to PCA last year because John was like, "Listen, guys, we're going to have to put the company on hold. I have to get married. I'm having a baby. Like, we can't. Yeah. We can't do this. I, I have to. I have to. You know, I have to do all these other things." Um, <laughs> But no, I mean it's been great, and John's had a great year uh, as well. So it, again, it's 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 nice to have you back on the show again. It's it's um it's it's been a long time. Uh, I do next time you come on though, hopefully it's soon. I I do need an official sober view. I guess I just I got to experience it again. It's and and Hector, it's been too long. you it's didn't get long. to experience that, which is a shame. But it's okay. It's okay. Well, next time you uh, come on, I'll make sure John does it. Okay. He gets he gets <laughs> into it. It's, it's yeah. Listen. Uh, there is nobody else doing soap reviews for right now. He is cornered the market on that. Yeah, it's a monopoly. Sure. Take a couple of Disney trips, Carney. It'll make it all good. Huh. Paul DeGracco. Um, so that's going to do it tonight, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching with us. If you're listening to us later on podcast forums. Uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We appreciate it. Don't forget to check out our uh, Cigar Family Charitable Foundation fundraiser. It is live for another 39 <coughs> days. Uh, the link has been posted in the comments, but you can find it on all of our social media pages on SmokingTobacco.com. It's in like four different spots. You can't miss it. Uh, so go over there. Buy some raffle tickets. There's some cool stuff. And help out some kids while you do it. That's going to do it for us. We will see you next week. Take care, everybody.